Who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter. So Jacob, my mom does this thing where like after she drinks her coffee in the morning, she like reads the bottom of the cup and she tells you about your future. And after reading this chapter, I'm like, did my mom copy JK Rowling? So I went to go ask my mom, hey, did you copy? She's like, no, my mom taught me like in the 70s or like in the 60s, whenever my mom was born. And then I'm like, wow. So JKR is saying that Arabic culture or culture that just reads the bottom of coffee is magic. So I grew up in a magical household. Wow. Is that a real story? Did that really happen? All my life. I will send wow. you a picture. Yeah, no, I did. I didn't notice. Cup. I didn't know that was a real thing to read the tea leaves. I mean, I've known that expression. I didn't know it actually came from some truth, but I guess that's normally where expressions come from. So damn, yeah. the more you the more you know. Yeah. Well, everyone, my name is Joe. That is my podcast host and friend, Jacob. And we are just another chapter, a book club style podcast where, well, if you haven't guessed it yet, we are reviewing a new chapter of a book every single day. And now we are on to Harry Potter, the third book, the sixth chapter in this wonderful book series. Jacob, as we always do, please Will you go and give us a review of chapter six of The Prisoner of Azkaban, Talons, and the Tea Leaves? Indeed, I will. And yeah, I mean, I just want to start us off by saying this has been uh, so far a very intriguing book. Um, mm. It's really going at a fast pace compared to Chamber of Secrets. So I'm happy to give the summary to Talons and Tea Leaves. And this chapter basically begins in the dining hall and of course Draco he's still pestering Harry about a time where he allegedly fainted I don't know if he's necessarily fainted but he's basically attacked by a Dementor so Draco is still making it hard for Harry to get over that because he's still pestering him about, about it so of course they just go to sit down they sit down next to Fred and George and they tell uh, Harry just don't worry about Malfoy he's he's just He's a tease. He's just doing whatever he wants because he just can. And they mentioned that their dad, even he's not too fond of Dementors, his time when he went to the, went to Azkaban, he didn't like them either. And Ron also points out that um, at this point, Hermione's timetable, it's a little, a little weird. She's got a whole lot of classes. You know, she's a, a do-gooder. She wants to get as many classes in and doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But Hermione says, don't worry about it. I've sorted it all out with McGonagall and I will be just fine. Hagrid, he walks into the great dining hall and he's just, he's super excited to teach his class and he's looking forward to seeing them later on in the day after lunch. But their first class is divination and it's in the North Tower and they've never actually been in that part of the tower. So they're going to have to explore a little. They find a knight on the wall in a picture and this is Sir Cadogan. And he tries to, to beef them a little, but Harry's just like, can you just give us directions? And the knight, he guides them through the different uh, portraits to their class. They lead, he leads them to a trap door and they have to descend the trap door to get into their class. And they are immediately greeted by Sybil Trilwani. 
And she is a very interesting character. Harry describes her as a large glittering insect. And I think that's a pretty apt uh, cl yeah. close um, description to what she is, really. Um, she basically immediately goes and says that this is the hardest magical discipline in the entire world. If you don't have the sights for it, I can't help you. Books can't really teach you much. You just have to be able to do it. And at that point, uh, Ron kind of looks to Hermione and is like, oh, you might have trouble here. You can't just read and be smart. I love she, Ron. She started, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he start, uh, she starts rambling off different proclamations saying like Neville is your grandmother okay and then Neville's like yeah and then she's like hmm I'm not too sure about that she goes to um, Pavarti Patel and says beware of a red-headed man and then she looks to Ron and kind of runs away from Ron a little bit mm. and then she said by February we'll be interrupted by the flu and by Easter one of us will be gone forever very spooky little declaration of independence of independence sorry and yeah so she assigns some students to basically drink their tea like joe mentioned off the top or coffee whatever same yeah i i know i know she said tea but i was just like coffee same thing it's yeah same kind of concept they both have sure. caffeine yeah it's pretty much the same honestly i'm and i'm not being hyperbolic there's very very kind of parallels to tea and coffee anyways uh, that could be another discussion another day. She tells them to analyze their coffee cups. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and event <laughs> eventually, um, uh, Tr Trelawney checks Trelawney. up Trelawney. Trelawney. It's like Trey, like Trey Young. Lawn. E. Tr Trelawney. Tr Trelawney? Trelawney. Lawn. You know, like the lawn, like when you cut Trelawney. the grass. Yeah, like, you know, when you like cut lawn grass. Mower? Yeah, like lawn yeah. mower. So it's Trey okay, tra Lani. Trelawney. Bruh. Okay, tra Trelawney. Checks <laughs> up know, on Harry's cup. I know cup. the clip. I already know the clip we're using for this one. <laughs> Trelawney checks up on Harry's cup and immediately she's basically taken aback. And she's like, uh-oh. Um, uh, well, first of all, Dean is like, wait, what's, what's going on? Dean's speaking up. And then she says to Harry, that he has the grim, the worst omen of the all of them all, the giant spectral dog that hunts churchyards, and it signifies death. So Harry kind of remembers a few things that involve dogs recently. So he's a little kind of spooked out. And everyone is kind of spooked out as well, just because that's a pretty big thing to say in the first class of a new class that they are not familiar with. Hermione kind of chimes in, it's like, you know what, that's not the grim. And the professor says, yeah, no, trust me, you don't have the aura to understand this. Mm -hmm. It's definitely the grim. And she's just so kind of um, confused and scared or whatever. She's Trelawney. Trelawney. Anyways. Trelawney. <laughs> I'm going to like, you're going to get a message off... at, like, at like six in the morning. It's just going to say Trelawney. Say it with yeah. me here. Trelawney. On the count of three. Okay. So she calls off the class and she's like, this is too much. So she sends everyone out and they head to transfiguration class. Uh, Harry kind of sits at the back and everyone just very weird inside that class because of what just happened in divination. And McGonagall eventually asks like, what's, what's wrong with this lot here? What's wrong with these youths? 
And Hermione I hate this guy so Yo, much. Yo, <laughs> you tell me to explain it, and that's what I'm doing. I I, anyway. I'm, I love it then. I love it then. Sorry. <laughs> Hermione um, basically uh, explains what just happened, and McGonagall's like, <sighs> kind of a big sigh moment. She's like, don't you worry about Professor Trail, 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 Treyway? Kobe, Kobe? Anyways, she basically says, I don't want to talk ill about my uh, fellow colleagues, but this is what she does every year. She always predicts deaths. And she says that this type of magic is super imprecise and it's not really, um, like basically she's just kind of shrugging aside and says, don't worry about it. Everyone kind of after they hear that, they're kind of feeling a little bit more at ease. And Harry himself is also feeling a little bit more at ease, but Ron isn't because he asked Harry, have you seen a dog lately? And Harry's like, well, yeah, I did. Actually, I did the day I left uh, the we, uh, the Dursleys and uh, I've seen a few other signs of it um, along the way. And Ron is really scared at this point. So this is serious. My uncle uh, had that omen and he died 24 hours later. Hermione's like, that's just a coincidence. Ron and Hermione, they start arguing a little and Hermione eventually gets up to leave. But guess what? That part of this chapter is over. We're going to head over to Hagrid's class. Yeah. Woo. I love this part. I love this, this good, part. This is a good part. But they notice that Slytherins are also in this class. And it's uh, they're kind of a little worried because it's uh, they don't want to go back into the Forbidden Forest. But don't fret. Uh, it's a pretty safe class for the most part. Hagrid comes and uh, basically um, he introduces some creatures some hippogriffs and these hippogriffs are very peculiar creatures Hagrid said that these creatures are very proud you got to be polite to them and don't ever insult them and he asked for any volunteers of uh, who want to kind of come interact with these hippogriffs and Harry volunteers he wants to make sure that this class goes smoothly for his mentor and good friend Hagrid so uh, he approaches and does does a little bow for Buckbeak the hippogriff and the hippogriff bows back. Very, very nice moment. And then Hagrid's like, you want to you wanna go for a fly with, the, with Buckbeak? And Harry does it. He goes and he flies. And now the rest of the class are kind of reassured. They're like, damn, these hippogriffs are dope. Malfoy's like, yeah, this is super easy. Until he decides to do the one thing that Hagrid said not to do. He insults the hippogriff. The hippogriff gets pretty mad. He gives him a nice little whack. And uh, Malfoy is really hurt at this point, allegedly. Pussy. Kind of a little bit of a crybaby moment. He rolls on the ground saying, I'm dying. It's killed me. I'm dying. Hagrid says, you're not dying. But great, great Hagrid. He brings him to the infirmary, helps him out. And students along the way are arguing about whose fault it was. Basically, everyone except for Slytherins are like, yeah, this is 100% Malfoy's fault. And Ron thinks that it's unfortunate uh this is how the first day of Hagrid's class went but it is what it is and at nighttime they decide to go visit Hagrid at his hut to try to uh, comfort him a little Hagrid invites them in he's a little uh tipsy at this point <laughs> and they talk about the day Hagrid's like oh woe is me I'm gonna be fired the trio's like don't worry we'll vouch for you you're not gonna get fired you'll be all good and then eventually he kind of like wakes up by uh dunking his head in water and he realizes, um, and also Hermione told him they should probably stop drinking. So he dunks his head in water, kind of wakes up, and it's like almost like he's sober all of a sudden. He's like, what the heck are y'all doing here? You can't be out here right now. I'm not worth it. You got to get back to the castle. And that's what they do at the end of the chapter. 
what an interesting kind of dynamic this chapter is mm. um we can we'll get into it but the just the name of the um the chapter kind of signifies the kind of two splits of this chapter the talon and the tea leaves and i think this is really kind of i don't know we don't really talk about the names of the chapters much but i found this name of it was just like i don't know it was perfect like it just it that's how the chapter was divided and i thought it was really interesting but yeah Joe, any uh, initial thoughts about this um, chapter six? Uh, Professor Treyway is Treyway, uh, yeah. Now, Professor Trelawney is, is she's a character to say the least. I know, like when in the movies when she was introduced, I was kind of like, she's actually a little psychotic here, and she is, and it comes off. Sorry, excuse me. It comes off the exact same way on the pages. Like I'll be reading yeah, it, and I'm like, absolutely. God damn, she's actually crazy, but you love it as a reader you're just like oh my god like take my money like i would like if you called me and said hey for 1995 i will read your tea leaves i'd be like i bet okay take it yeah she's like she's like the perfect kind of like encapsulation example of like uh like a psychic or a medium like mm. that got that kind of vibe where she's like yeah read the tea leaves and she's got like in the movie, she's got like these big glasses and like Harry describes her as being like a bug. And yeah. I think that's kind of pretty accurate, uh, pretty accurate in the book as well. So I don't know. I thought she was a very interesting character um, to say the least. And of course, what her said. reading of the tea leaves were very, very interesting to say the least. Exactly. Like, to say that Harry has the omen and like that the omen is represented by a large black dog, which is coincidentally what harry saw right before the night bus saved him yeah. and i don't know it just makes you think like it's, it's it goes the same for like astrology science is yeah. it kind of as if like <laughs> no but like astrology science like they're so generic like every, if you read like a your your reading today i can guarantee you you'll find some sort of of um how do i explain this you will have some sort of like resemblance with what you're reading because it's so generalized and i feel like that's the same thing for the tea leaves it's like it's just so general like oh you have the dark omen like yeah he's fucking harry potter every year he's been at hogwarts something bad has happened to him so the odds are in trelawney's favor to say that he has the grim but then again as yeah I know it just mom, it's it's super coincidental that it's harry though that has the grim and he also in fact saw the dog so mm. like you kind of you kind of give her the benefit of the doubt, even if she does come across as being a little, a little, uh, a little off. I guess I don't know how to describe her, but I mean, for the most part, it is very. I don't know. It sets up a kind of nice kind of. It continues the story of that dog and that mystery and like how I don't know. Maybe it's that uh, kind of dark magic, a serious black trying to come at him. So I don't know. It's. It's all it's all connected and it's all very interesting. And the fact that Hermione is like the only one kind of pushing back is kind of kind of expected. But also we don't know how much um, how much BS uh, Professor Trey. Treyway, just say Treyway. <laughs> the, the listeners will know you're talking about Professor Trelawney when you say Professor uh, Treyway. Professor three-pointer from way behind Jeez. the arc yeah she's she only gets pushback from Hermione who's 
like this is like the absolute opposite of a class that Hermione could thrive in, according to Professor Treyway, that she it has nothing to do with reading books and being smart. It has to do with your feel for things. So I don't know. It's we get the kind of both perspectives of like, oh, it's more probably just a coincidence. But Ron seems to think that it's not so much a coincidence. So it'll be interesting to see how things develop. Well, Ron has usually been right in these scenarios, right? If we go back to book two, when he told Harry, like, hey, you probably shouldn't tell anybody that you can speak to snakes. Like, that's not good, even in the wizarding world. Like, you're kind of abnormal, even in this world. So, like, we like even though Ron might come off as, like, the stupidest one in the room, he's normally right, right? Yeah, he's got, he's got good, pretty good instincts as well. I mean, he's got... He's definitely got the most experience out of the trio in the magical world. So he's got different insights, different perspective. So I don't know. He does come across as being a little bit of a, uh, a nunce at times. Like he's not always the nunce. brightest, the, the brightest of the three, but I mean, for the most part, he does, he does have great instincts similar to Harry and he kind of just, he goes the course and he does have that, um, that definitely more magical experience than the other two. So I don't know, tr trust in Ron, maybe? I don't know, let's see. Is it, maybe, I mean, I feel like he would do a better job than uh, Boris Johnson would in the- <laughs> Yo, give my guy Ron Weasley as the the prime minister in the muggle world. Oh. Yo, I have to send you this video after where it's like the fun, this is staying in the podcast. I have to send you this hilarious video about Boris Johnson after. It's just like his funniest moments. Like, mm. it's, he reminds me so much of Dumbledore, just without the wiseness, without the actually being good at your job. <laughs> what? So wait, so how does he, just the way he looks? <laughs> no, no, just like how weird they are. Like you'll have okay. like Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah. Okay, actually, I see what you mean, actually. They're both, they just say random things. Like Dumbledore's like, ooh, and we're going to go get some marmalade. That's like yeah. something Boris Johnson would say. Boris yeah, Johnson had a full-on interview where he's, and the guy's like, what do you do for fun? Shampoo? Oh. No, he's like, well, you know... <laughs> You know, sometimes I like to build, I like to build um, cardboard buses and I just like to display them. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's just, I feel like, like Boris Johnson, I don't know how, like, I don't know much like how early on to like the nineties, like he was known because he was known before he was the prime minister of England, but it's like, um, could JKR have been seeking inspiration from Boris Johnson when she wrote Dumbledore's not even in this chapter, but I just feel as if like they're the same. Hmm. Interesting. That's a great Boris is Dumbledore. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Boris. Could be. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess. Is there anything else from the specifically from this this side of the chapter, the leaves, the tea leaves that you want to get to before we uh talk about the the talon? No, I really it just it really introduced um this whole different side of magic. Mm -hmm. that I think was kind of needed. Like it, you didn't know you needed it until it was introduced to you. It was really good. And I love Professor Trelawney, how she's just kind of psychotic and like JKR just really committed to that of yeah. her just being crazy off the bat. And it's, it's really good. Like I'm very excited to see where the tea leaves take us, but I have nothing else to add to it for this chapter yeah um yeah fair me me neither really it's just kind of a prophecy that is kind of yeah uh, read to us and we just kind of have to put that in our back pocket the grim like what does that mean down the, the line what is, what is the the 
the the dog like the that's like the omen what does that mean for the rest of the book that's kind of we just got to keep an eye on that but yeah moving over from professor trey trey lawn i'm gonna write it down in the chat for you trelawney yeah no okay moving over from professor trelawney um we go over to first class of care of magical creatures i think that's what it's called yeah with hagrid and yeah, no, obviously in this part of the chapter, it's like it's something that the three are really looking forward to because they all admire Hagrid. They think he's a great um, a positive at Hogwarts and they always kind of go to see him. So now that he's a teacher, they want to make sure, especially Harry, because Harry is the one that Hagrid kind of helped bring into this um kind of world. Mm-hmm. So they want to make sure that goes perfectly. So that's <laughs> not not i mean the magical world okay, okay. none he didn't i don't think he birthed him because i'm pretty sure lily did but i don't know there could be theories okay okay anyways so yeah okay. no i think i think essentially especially harry he makes sure that he does everything to try to make it a good class he volunteers to do things when no one else is he kind of takes the he kind of uses his kind of fearlessness and um, going after Buckbeak and doing the bowing and flying around on him to make sure that the class goes right and that Hagrid has his kind of test subject. So I don't know. I really, I really like that. And unfortunately, it didn't end up well because Malfoy is a dickhead, always, always plotting and always doing something wrong. So it, I guess it is what it is. But for the most part, I, I like the kind of the comparison from like the good and versus evil like the the good is is Hagrid's class they're looking forward to it there's these creatures that are very kind to you if you're kind to them and then there's the tea leaves the evil the the bad omen of death so there's this this chapter I think just was really interesting the kind of two different perspectives from two different teachers basically no it was like we can't say it enough like I think like I hate JKR as a human being, but I can't deny that her writing abilities are um so not as a human being, that's that's harsh. As I don't I dislike her views. I don't I disagree with her views. Right? Whatever. I'll just I'll move on. I'm just like I think she's just become so comfortable in her writing, and especially in terms of just writing into the wizarding world. Like you said it so perfectly, like you have the good and the bad, but it's not portrayed as such. It's portrayed as two classes that 13 year olds are attending. One of them is that, hey, it's supposed to be a harmless class where you just get like your tea leaves read. And the other class is just where you go and you talk to animals and you play with yeah. animals. <laughs> it's Animal Crossing in real life. Pretty much, yeah. So yeah, no, I love I, I love yeah. the analogy of light to dark. Yeah, no, I thought it was, I really liked this chapter. I thought it was really interesting. Um, it was kind of, it was pretty long, but like it was, a lot of content we got in mm-hmm. that and it's basically just yeah it introducing two kind of different i mean we already know haggard but we don't know haggard as a teacher how he's very nervous for it but he ended up doing i mean if, if it wasn't for malfoy it would have been a pretty good class i think but uh, it is what it is but yeah professor trey lonnie trey lonnie is a very interesting character and yeah, I think that's honestly my favorite character of the chapter is Professor Trey, 
Trelawney because yeah. she is so absurd and so different. And even the fact that Professor McGonagall's like, yo, she's kind of she's kind of off the rails. Don't worry about what she says, kind of shows how intense she is that yeah. the the deputy headmaster is like, yo, don't listen to her. I under I, I I respect what she does, but don't listen to her. So that was really interesting. Uh, I really like that that dynamic she just um, put into this story of crazy psychic in at Hogwarts teaching. Yeah. Them. Shout out McGonagall. She's just a queen. We don't talk about her enough, but yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. Just this is some it's kind of off topic. I kind of forgot she was in this chapter until you you mentioned her name right there she's a big part of the books yes but it seems as if she's like a bigger part in the movies i think so yeah she does a lot of kind of um like pointing in the movies she like points starts like redirecting some of the storylines like whenever they have like detention or something mm -hmm. she's like there and stuff like push, pushes them in different directions but in this is she's kind of she takes more of a backseat role it seems like but it's like she's still very important to the story but yeah it seems a little kind of more backseat like um, in the books so far, at least and in the yeah. movies. And also speaking of the difference between movies and books, I think this is kind of the first major change in this book to the movie in the movie. Harry never really volunteered himself. Hagrid just said, Harry, you're hopping on. Yeah, that's true. So I liked, I like how in the book, it's just, you know, like, Harry is showing Hagrid that it's okay, man. I got you. Like, I trust you. It's <laughs> yeah. it's cute. It's harmless. And I just really enjoy it. Just their dynamic. But then it has mm. to get fucking ruined by Draco Malfoy. Like, yeah, Harry's just enjoying life. He's having the best class of his life, probably just like flying on a, on Buckbeak. And it's, it's like, Draco, why you gotta be such a fucking pussy? Yeah, I'm dying, I'm dying. dying. Which is my favorite quote of the whole thing, because I'm like, <laughs> it just shows how extreme the man is. Yeah. He just wants to do anything to make Hagrid in trouble. You know, we we know he has beef with him. We know his dad has beef with him. So he's just trying, he's milking it. And mm -hmm. I don't know, is, are we expecting anything else from, no, from no. Malfoy? I no. don't think so, really. <laughs> What was uh, uh, was that your favorite quote? The "I'm dying" or did you have another one? No, it was I'm. It was I'm dying. Malfoy yelled as the class panicked. I'm dying. Look at me. It's killed me. It's like, killed me. I it's know. killed me. I'm like that killed me right there. I'm that reading it. And I'm like, bro. Yeah. This like, guy, bro, man. you're actually a, you're actually a buffoon. Yeah, he is. He's special in certain ways. What about you? What was your favorite quote? Uh, since we're we're on that topic, mine was back in. Um, Trayways class. class yeah Trayways class and it's, it's basically just the passage where she announces to Harry that he has the grim so it goes the grim my dear the grim cried professor Trelawney Trey Treyway no Trey just say Treyway just say Trey <laughs> cried professor Treyway cried professor Trelawney Trey Trey anyways who say Trelawney three times fast no <laughs> who looked shocked that Harry hadn't understood. The giant spectral dog that hunts churchyards. My dear boy, it is an omen, the worst omen of death. She is such a dramatic person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the way she slows it down, she's like, my dear boy, it is an omen, the worst of omen of death. And like, it's like, it's almost like she was just looking for someone to have 
perhaps, I don't know, I was kind of saying something different at the start, but she's just looking for someone to say that they have the grim because at the start of the class, she's like, someone's going to die before uh, Easter. So she's like, okay, it's got to be Harry. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of enemies. So it must be Harry. He must have the grim. So I don't know. I think it's more likely um, the actual truth is that he maybe does have the grim, but maybe the grim can be over kind of ridden by just your decisions. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll just have to see about that. I don't think Harry's going to die in this book because, spoiler alert, there's still four more books after this one. But... Why did you have to ruin this to uh, for us? I'm sorry. Damn, man. It's not uh, like I'm we've sorry. seen the movies or anything. <laughs> yeah. So um, honestly, really, really solid chapter overall. Is there anything else um, you want to get at before you kind of wrap things up? Just uh, Hagrid's very last line. The very last line of the whole chapter, which states, quote, Come on, Hagrid said angrily, I'm taking y'all back to school and don't let me catch you walking down to see me after dark again. I'm not worth that. It's like Hagrid was so excited. Yes, he was nervous, but he was so excited. And then just that one little mishap just ruined him. It ruined yeah. him. He's, he starts saying that he's not worth anything. He starts saying that, just leave me alone. Like, I don't want you guys to come see me. I don't want you guys to risk your lives for me. And it's like... It's like, it's crazy because like literally just two books ago, Hagrid was okay letting Ron and Hermione carry um, Norbert and Norwegian Ridgeback alone up to the North Astronomy Tower. Yeah. But now he's just like, I'm not worth anything. So yeah. it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Like in just two years, how, and even last year, like after like Ron and Harry coming down in the whole Cornelius Fudge chapter, like that was at night. So it's crazy to think that like literally like in just four months and just one bad day, Hagrid just goes from, yeah, come whenever you want to, I'm not worth anything. Yeah, no, it's real sad, sad boy hours reading that last line. Like, you know, just, justice from a man Hagrid. Well, you'll have to, you'll have to wait and see, does he keep his job? Well, you'll have to wait and see for the next episode of that. Cause Does he get executed? Yeah. Ooh, back to Azkaban? Jeez. Jeez. Uh, well, just wait. You'll wait and see. Um, so let's wrap it up with broomsticks. Yes. And your broomstick rating out of five is four. Very good chapter. I love the I love it was a it was it's closer to a three and a half, but it was like a we don't do halves in this in this broomstick system so four out of five really good chapter i liked how how like you said it was a, it was the light and the dark the good and the evil but i also just liked how so many different layers of characters were unlocked you had mm-hmm. hermione showing that she doesn't believe in anything but like she's like a science kid she's a stem kid facts she's facts, facts. like she needs facts like yeah. she doesn't do well facts in, over in a, feelings yeah she doesn't do well like in opinion-based courses and you see Ron is still hilarious. And then you see that McGonagall is like, yeah, this, this fucking thing is crazy. She's crazy. We get introduced to a great new yeah. character, Hagrid. You get to see a whole different layer of him. And then Draco, you just get to see even more of how much he's a dickhead. So I think four, in my opinion, is a proper rating. Yeah, four for me as well. I think on its own, just like certain things, just give it an automatic four, like yeah. Draco whining like a little... It's killed baby. me! <laughs> That's, that on its own is too funny. And um, also the the introduction of 
Professor Trey Treyway. Yeah. Tre-la- I think you just Tre- missing Trey Lonnie. I think you just Tre-way? messing up her name just gives it a five out of five. It has a potential for a five now because you mess up her name. So five then? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh-huh. Okay. Well yeah. well, I think four, but close because of that. So I don't know. We'll see about that. But I think that will do it for this episode of Just Another Chapter with Jacob and Joe. And this was Chapter 6, Talon and the Tea Leaves. Join us next time for another one. Peace. Peace, peace, love, and tranquility. Who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter. 